0: Hello and welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. I'm your host, Alex Hott, and today's episode will be different from our usual podcast flow. There won't be much of an introduction or conclusion, no announcements in the middle, no standard interview. You see, friends, we are all in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, the coronavirus. It does affect many of us, Adventist missionaries, in some very unusual and unexpected ways. You surely know what I'm talking about. You might had to change plans or are restricted by quarantine or other social distancing measures. What will follow is a conversation with Dr. Cheryl Doss. Cheryl is the director of the Institute of World Mission. Together, we'll look into some of the ways this outbreak impacts missionaries and how to respond to this crisis to such a time as this. Just before transitioning to the interview, let me, together with Cheryl, say this. Please feel free to contact any of us at IWM or our close partners at the International Service Employees Support Team if there is anything you need. Now, as you face uncertainties created by the coronavirus outbreak, if there is a need, We ask you to contact us. We are here to react immediately, to try to provide support and as much as possible in our power and ability. You will find our contact details in the show notes. And now let's move to the interview with Dr. Cheryl Doss.
1: Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross culturally. Visit us at iwmadventistorg slash podcast to view this podcast show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. We would like to address a certain issue. It's the issue of coronavirus. It is going around the world and having many, many, many consequences in many countries including consequences in missionaries' lives, Adventist missionaries' lives in France. Could you comment a little bit on this? What is happening?
2: Well, we are right in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, as was called by the World Health Organization this week. And that means that likely most countries in the world will be affected by the coronavirus. And it is more serious than just the regular flu season. It is not a disease that any of us have immunity to. And so we're all susceptible if we should come in contact with somebody who's positive. On the mission side of it, it means that those of the missionaries that are serving in medical fields are right on the front line of this new disease, trying to treat it. And it does can cause in a percentage of people who catch it very serious illness. And so we want those missionaries who are on the front line of medical in the medical field to know that we are with you in this there are often shortages of materials already in mission hospitals but this can make it worse and so if there's in any way that the church as a whole can be of support i know that we all want to see that happen but meanwhile just on a personal level some of us are in the situation of of maybe about to go on annual leave or already on annual leave and we're just not able to travel again. And others of us are maybe in the position of still trying to get ready to go to the mission field or wondering what to do with the institutions that we're a part of. And And uh, this is just difficult time to make decisions. What we do know is that it's going to be quite a while before we can have a, a vaccine for this particular virus. And so we will have to learn to live with it in some way. So following the directions of the World Health Organization, just good hygiene practices, being patient with the processing from international personnel resources and services, and praying and supporting each other is really important. important. The general recommendations, of course, are for good hand cleaning, social distancing, quarantine if you get ill, and the usual precautions for any any illness but we pray that no missionary will get sick that that's our prayer and we pray that the, this will the response of the world to this virus will be coordinated and effective and it will become one of those things that we learn to live with in ways that allow us to continue our mission so just Know, everybody out there who might be hearing this right now, that if you have any concerns, please contact us. Contact the Institute of World Mission. Let us know how you're doing. If there's a need that you have, we'll try to pass it on to the appropriate place. But know that our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts are with you. May God you. Thank you, Cheryl. Me.
1: I will actually want to ask you to pray out loud on air. Before we do that, though, We as a team, as Institute of World Mission team, are quite affected by this. Can you share with the rest of our community what is happening with us?
2: Well, just yesterday, the mission institute that was scheduled to begin in Turkey on April 20 was canceled by the International Crisis Committee at the General Conference. And we recognize that this was probably going to happen as travel restrictions are increased and as the unknown trajectory of the virus. We just don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. And so Prudence demands that some decision be made. So a letter's gone out to all those who are in attendance. I hope they've received it and can make appropriate plans, change in their plans. As a team, this means that we are beginning to work from home and uh, long distance. We'll be putting a lot of time and effort into our communication, virtual communication, because one of the important things in any time we talk about social distances is that we need each other. Work needs to continue. The world has to continue. And the church work must continue, even though here in the U.S. various states have limited church gatherings to no more than a hundred people and churches completely closed in some places. So we aren't able to get together in our usual fellowship, but we still need to support each other. So as a team, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're going to stay home or we're going to work one by one in the office as needed. There'll be meetings probably that are canceled in the near future. We don't know about the summer meetings that are planned, but in the near future much is being canceled at the general conference and probably in other offices. We'll continue to serve and we'll do our best to continue to support each other because we do need to continue our social support. As you know, this virus particularly targets older people. And when we talk about social distancing, often older people are already isolated. And so one of the things we need to be very aware of is to make sure that the people in our communities that are needing to be some social distancing, older people, people with underlying medical conditions, still need the human contact. We need each other. We need to be of support and help to each other. Calling on the telephone or texting with people, sending a a love message to somebody that's older, to our grandparents or the older people in our community. We need each other to get through any kind of difficulty. We need to make sure that we're caring for the most vulnerable people in our community.
1: A couple more questions. Just the other day, I heard you give an excellent analysis about the usage of masks. So ah. we keep hearing all kinds of different things. Some people say they shouldn't be used. Others say no, they should be used. Lots of information going around. I know you're not only an excellent missiologist, but you're also a nurse and mm. you really look into all of these things quite deeply. So what would be your recommendation?
2: Right now, masks are in short supply, at least here in the U.S. Maybe other places, not so much. But here in the U.S., there's short supply. And we need to leave them for the medical professionals who every day put themselves into crowded hospital conditions or clinics where they really need to have the masks. But one of the things I was just reflecting on the other day is the difference in use of masks in the West and use of masks in the East. As we know for many years, in the East... When a person has had a cold or other kind of coughing, sneezing problem, they wear a mask. And so on the streets of Asia, you see people, you know, every so often wearing a mask just because they are, they are sick. Because in the collectivist societies, it's important if you're ill not to spread it to your community. What's interesting to me is to hear in the news here in the West about the emphasis being don't bother to wear a mask because it won't keep you from getting sick. That's a very individualistic kind of response, which is, so don't wear a mask because it won't keep you from getting sick because you probably won't put it on right. You'll probably contaminate it with your own hands. They need to be regularly thrown away if they're disposable masks anyway. So it's not worth it to wear a mask. That's very individualistic. So I think we have to recognize this East and West differences, not give negative judgments to either side. In the East, masks have been part of the community for a long time to protect the community. In the West right now, we probably shouldn't go buying a bunch of masks. We should leave them for the medical community that really needs to wear them right now. But if we do get sick, we should put one on to try That's to protect it. other people, not just ourselves.
1: <laughs> That's an excellent advice. Thank you, Cheryl. Another question I have in regards to all of this going around us is just, for example, here where I'm at, at bodenhofen in Austria, we received an announcement two days ago that there won't be church this coming Sabbath. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a large church, it's one of the biggest Adventist churches in the country. And different people have different reactions. What to do with this? Suddenly, there is no church gathering, the church building will be closed. And I presume that many missionaries are facing similar situations in different places. What do you think should be our reaction?
2: Yes. Well, I think in many communities, church services are banned because there has been community transmission in church services in some places. And so anytime you put a large number of people together, just one person there with the virus can spread it to a lot of people. I know here in the U.S., different conferences have made different decisions. So just an example, here in the Potomac Union, they have asked that there be no extracurricular type activities, like all the, all Pathfinder, other activities are closed, no potlucks, for example, but there will be Sabbath school and church for people who want to come, as long as it's kept under the limit that the government sets. And here in Maryland, that limit is 250 people. In Michigan, the limit's 100 people. And I go to a church there that has you know, several thousand members. So it obviously is not meeting. Pioneer Memorial Church is not meeting, but they are going to be online. And I think our response needs to be that worship can happen with two or three, right? That's what the Bible says. When two or three are gathered together, God's spirit's there. We can still worship And we can worship online. And there was one story that came out of China where the church was not able to meet. And they had about 15,000 members in that area. So they put the church service online and they had 75,000 people join the church service online. And so we can see that even in dark situations, God can bring good. And so even though we may miss out attending a few church services because of needs of this emergency, We can worship ourselves, we can worship in small groups in our homes, and we can go online if that's possible in our communities and actually maybe reach people that would not step into our church. One of the things I think we all should remember to be good citizens is that we must be willing to follow the health directives of the governments where we are whatever they are, if they ask for special quarantines or if they ask for us not to have gatherings, then it's our responsibility to follow those health directories. For worldwide information, the World Health Organization has a very good website on the coronavirus, and you can follow their documentation of of what's happening around the world. Furthermore, the General Conference Health Department is putting up a special website for COVID-19. So, if you want more information from the general conference, you can find that website. I think it'll go up in a couple of days. They were just working on it yesterday. So, it will be also available. Remember, we must be good citizens wherever we are.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. What I really appreciate is as missionaries, we are the people who are usually looked at, who are people of influence, and perhaps creating a situation where we are initiating those smaller groups or Leading or supporting those kind of initiatives in in our houses, or in our house, or in the house of our friends, so whichever way it works, that would probably be fantastic from our sides. With all of this, thank you very much for being willing to comment on these things and provide a little bit of that assurance and advice to our community of missionaries. And like we agreed, would you please be willing to actually pray on air for the Adventist missionaries? who are listening to this statement to this interview today.
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that as you look down on this earth, you love every person here, that you shed your bounty upon this earth every day. The sun shines and the crops grow. We have water to drink. We have air to breathe. And we are so grateful for all of these gifts that you give us every day. We are grateful For the gift of community that you've also given us the adventist mission that we are a part of we are so grateful that you have given us good medical personnel a really good medical system around the world and i pray for every single doctor and nurse and hospital employee that they will be safe in your hands during this time that you will give them wisdom that you guide them in how to use the, the hospital facilities well to meet the needs of the community, whatever that is, And as this virus continues to create illness that is unusual. And Lord, we pray also for those who are seeking to find treatments and vaccines and share the kinds of equipment around the world that is needed. And so as this continues, Lord, I pray that this would be something that Countries and nations would share with each other so that we can treat well every one of your children who get sick. For each one of us, Lord, who has other types of responsibilities, uh, whether we're teachers or we work in humanitarian work or we, we work in church planting or whatever mission work we're engaged in, Lord, I pray you would also give us wisdom, help us to find ways during this time of isolation perhaps or during this time of lack of travel Find ways in which we can share your love and hope in the future. We pray for safety and health for every one of our missionaries, for every missionary child, and for our Adventist community. May we live a healthy lifestyle, but most of all, may we put our trust in you, do the wise things that we know that we can do, learn how to care for our own bodies, and how to share that wonderful healthy living with those around us. Lord, we thank you that you, in your time, in your way, you foresaw this. You know the future. You know the decisions we should make, and you can give guidance to every one of our administrators who have to decide what to hold, whether school can continue, whether there should be church services or not. I pray for that wisdom and guidance for everyone who is making these decisions around the world. Protect your people, I pray. Thank you that we can put our trust and our hope in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.